This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. People of Earth, attention. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. <laughs> oh, that's too <laughs> Vigor! Vigor, where are you? Um, uh, just a minute here, Doctor. There you are. What are you doing on my old typewriter? Oh, I, uh, uh nothing here, Doctor. I uh, was just doing typing exercises. Nonsense. What have you been writing? Let me see it. No! The Adventures of Bigor Humpback, Outlaw Gunslinger? Ha! Ha 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 What is this? Let's see. Page 53. Victor Pracht. The evil oil baron of Crimson Valley. Lay dead at Humpback's feet, a single bullet lodged in his brain? Proct wasn't any better looking in death than he was in life. His body was crumpled like wadded paper. His white hair spouted off his egg-shaped head like sagebrush blown in the wind. Proct's unseeing eyes were fixed, wide open and crossed. Underneath, a sharp hook of a nose stuck out over a cruel mouth bunched together like a woman's tightly drawn purse strings. What is this schlock, Bigor? The guests have arrived there, Doctor. No time to visit now. <laughs> uh, coming. We'll talk about this after the guests leave. You can count on that. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. My children of the fight relieve the nightmares of their screams where the absurd becomes reality and the horror becomes the norm and all is produced by schmutzy filmmakers. Schlock Audio Theater, <laughs> Hello, welcome and howdy. Tonight, my friends, We've rounded up a hootin' tootin' romp through the horrific side of the Old West. Get ready for one of the great unsung showdowns in cinema history, as Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, and all heck breaks loose. <laughs> Bigger, roll it! Somewhere near the Mexican border, during the turbulent days of the 1880s, a small village sits under the spell of a mission-turned-evil castle of horrors. Villagers exit the small town like rats, escaping a sinking ship. Reba, back the mules, Miguel. This town is cursed by the Frankenstein. Hiya! Come Meanwhile, at the humble dwelling of the Lopez family. Has everyone left? See? Everyone with children has fled. We're the only ones left. What about our Juanita? Is she still at Castle Frankenstein? See, it, see. She refuses to come home until she finds out what happened to Francisco. Lord, save us! That child loves her brother so. I hope they're both safe. Juanita! Thank God you're home! Curse that house and curse those Frankensteins! We have suffered nothing but death and despair since they've come to our village. Where is Francisco? Did you see him? No, Mama. They would not let me see him. They say as he worked in their stables he was overcome. 
with the sickness, the sickness, oh, the sickness, oh, Dios mio, just like all of the other children. It is not fair. Why must we give the Frankensteins the lives of our sons and brothers? Why must they be taken from us? Yeah, perhaps it's God's will they die. God's will? God's will? I say no, Papa. It's the weakness of the Frankensteins that have killed the children, not this sickness. The Frankensteins are up to no good, I tell you. Nobody with children dare stay in this village of the damned. There is nothing we can do but wait and pray that Francisco will recover. As the Lopez family ponders the fate of their youngest member, Maria and Rudolf Frankenstein look down on the little village from their enormous mountaintop lair. You were right, dear brother Rudolf. The storms are glorious in America's southern region. I miss Vienna, Maria. Ah, Vienna. Vienna doesn't miss you, dear brother. It doesn't miss either of us, I'm sure. Besides, Vienna is currently experiencing a drought of freak electrical storms. No storms, no experimentations. I've grown to deplore our experiments. Cheer up! Look at this weather! Here, the very gods themselves conspire with us. I've never seen such wondrous electrical storms in my entire life. Come, Rudolf, let's get to it. The two mad scientists approach a gurney where a shirtless Francisco lies unconscious. The teenager wears a red, yellow, and green striped salad bowl on his head, from which various Tesla coils and skinny neon lights protrude at weird angles. Maria, the child is skin and bones. He doesn't look strong enough. I don't think the brain transplant will work on him. Well, he was the only kid left. That's because we've killed or chased off all the others. The experiment will continue as planned. Now observe. There is movement. His eyes. Look at his eyes. They're fluttering open. And looking at my cleavage. That's right, child. Sit up. Sit up. Leave. Leave. cabinet, the one conveniently out of my view, and bring me the digitalis. Bravo. Fueled by a pained conscience, Rudolph draws a syringe full of deadly poison instead. Hurry! Come in, come in. Give it to me. We may already be too late. And there. No heartbeat. He's dead. Too bad. Too bad. What are we doing wrong? I don't understand it. Maybe if I consult Grandfather Frankenstein's notebook. Let me see what it says. Hmm. No. No. Aha! Of course! <laughs> How could I be so stupid? What a third-rate B-movie actress I am. <laughs> I've allowed the dual enthermic pulsator to be only attached to the body. Grandfather writes here that the dual enthermic pulsator must also be attached to a living brain to transmit living vibrations to the brain one wishes to reanimate. But such a powerful electric impulse may prove fatal to the brain of the living person. True. But that's a chance I'm willing to see you take. How's that? Never mind that for now. It's because we've been forced to use kiddie brains that our experiments have failed. We need a grown-up brain. The brain of a massively powerful and virile man. 
And then we shall succeed. Oh, forgive me, sister, but I'm 40 years older than you and I've already forgotten. What is it that we need a reanimated brain in a healthy man's body for? To command, dear brother, to control, to restore life and make it do our bidding and stuff. We will be mortal gods! <laughs> Maria, Maria, we've killed three children and desecrated a grave, and we have nothing to show for it but a failed experiment. Well, aren't we the humanitarian now? If you didn't want to be a mad scientist with delusions of godhood, you should have become a doctor, passing out sugar pills to old ladies. Oh, these experiments killed our grandfather and drove our father insane. It will be our undoing as well. Father was fearful and a weakling. You, my dear brother, remind me of him with all of your whining and moaning. He didn't have the guts needed to see these experiments through either. What are we going to do then? Francisco was the last of the children. When the Lopez's learns that the boy is dead, they'll leave like all of the others. We'll be alone, all alone, stranded in this godforsaken wilderness. Whom will we kill then in the name of your wretched science? Calm down. I am calm. Listen to me. Oh, my ear. Ow. I know you're not happy here, and I'm sorry, but our experiments are more important than anything else. Understand, dear brother? I suppose. Now let go of my ear. What we need to do now is find a giant of a man, one who has a big muscle. And the constitution that can withstand the terrible shock of our experiments. Yeah. Come, there is much to do. happens the next day, outside of a saloon in a town not far away. A friendly wager on a fight has turned into a spectacle. Jesse James, complete with dark hat and mustache, urges on a huge, well-muscled titan. Come on, Hank, you can't lose this one. I ain't losing, Jesse. Knock him out, then. Okay, Jesse. Hey. Saloon owner, we'll take that bet money now, if you please. Not so fast, boyo. I could have you and that brute friend of yours locked up for disturbing the peace. Wait a minute now. First, we need that money. Second, I won fair and square. And fifthly, you better watch backing out of a bet with Jesse James. Jesse James? But... But I heard Jesse James died up near Kansas City. Yeah, but we ain't going to let a little fact like that stop a good show, are we? Now, you going to pay up, mister, or are you going to draw? Your choice. Here, take it. I don't want no beef with Jesse James. Wise decision. Yeah, Tansley, what he said. Sometime later, at the secret hideout of the Wild Bunch Gang, we find Ronnie, who wears a continuous puckered expression like he's eating sour grapes, arguing with his brother, Butch Cassidy. I can't believe it, Butch! We finally get a chance to score really big on a holdup that was my idea, and you go and invite that no-good Jesse James to join our operation! Oh! I'm the leader of this here Wild Bunch gang, not you. I'll do what I want, when I want, and how I want, and if you don't like it, you can walk out of the door. Have it your way, Butch. But I'm telling you this. I want a third of the take, and you can cut up the rest with Jesse James and whoever he has with him out of your share. Oh! You better think again. You're going to take what I give you, how I give it, and when I give it. And that's a fact, partner. That's Pete's signal. Let's go have a look-see. Must be Jesse James. Yep. Funny. I heard you got squashed like an armadillo near Amarillo. I've been getting a lot of that lately. Is that there Hank Tracy beside you? Sure enough. And you'd be Butch and Lonnie Cassidy of the Wild Bunch. That's right. Well, come on in, boys. You've met Pete, our lookout. He's the only member left of the Wild Bunch outside my brother and me. 
we took some hits at St. Joe, Liberty, and Little Blue. We lost 11 guys total. Wow, I didn't realize you boys were so low on guns. Guess we're going to have to call you the wild few now. <laughs> I don't reckon the James boys are faring much better. I hear Frank James is hiding out and pretending to be a preacher, and that the real Jesse James is as dead as a doornail. Everyone keeps trying to make me a corpse, and I don't like it none. Now, you trying to say I'm a liar, boy? Keep your shirt on. I'm just saying that anyone can claim to be someone they're not, but the proof is in the draw! <coughs> oh, he shot the pistol right out of my hand! Oh, it hurts! <laughs> oh. You're just lucky I didn't put one in your forehead, kid. Now, doggone it all, fellas. I came here to pull a job with you, not to waste time proving to you who I am. Easy, Jesse, easy. Lonnie's just drunk. Don't mind him none. Have a seat, boys. Let's talk some business. You take notice of that narrow stretch you went through getting here? Yeah, they call it the Paseo del Norton. Right. Well, there's going to be a stagecoach coming through there from the bank tomorrow with $100,000 heading for Fort Carl. Lonnie Sparks, one of the bank tellers that told him all about it, right, Lonnie? My word's always been good enough for the wild bunch, Mr. James. Okay, okay, but that's a lot of money. We's shot up folks for a lot less, ain't we, Jesse? There was that fella in Jonesburg and those guys and Drake and that old lady at the boarding house in Shakerville. That's right, that's right, buddy. Bank has to know that stretch would be a good place for a hold-up, though. Yeah, but listen to this. They send a decoy through first, no money or passengers. When the driver sees the way is clear, he fires his gun in the air to signal the real money coach that it's okay. So we let the first coach roll by and then jump the second one before anyone knows what's going on. That's the idea, Jesse. It sounds overly simple, but I'm in. Oh, me too, me too. That's fine, buddy. What's the split? Well, there's five of us. What? We'll split the loot five ways, even Stephen. Now, who wants some whiskey? Later that day, Lonnie makes an excuse to go into town to pay the marshal a visit. I'm telling you, Marshal, it's Jesse James. I saw him with my own eyes. Talked to him not an hour ago. Jesse James? I thought he was hung high in Shanghai. I know, but he's alive. He is. So we got a deal or not. I'll deliver you, Jesse James, and you'll give me the $10,000 reward money. And that's dead or alive, Marshal. Remember that. How do I know this isn't some sort of trick, a setup? Well, I'll be riding in with him, Marshal. It'd sure be easy enough to pick me off if I was lying. I'm going to go along with you on this one, Lonnie, because I don't have much of a choice. But you better watch it and stay out of the line of fire. Right. Well, I best be getting back. <laughs> don't want the boys to start missing me now, do we? So we got a deal then, right, Marshal? Get out of here. I've got work to do. The next day. All right, men. You all know what to do. When they make their move, come out blasting. The marshal and his men hide in the rocks overlooking the pass. A few minutes later, the wild few with Jesse James and Hank Tracy show up on the scene. Okay, men, this is the spot. The wild bunch will take this side on the road. Jesse, you and Hank cover us up by them rocks there on the other side. Say, Lonnie, what do you keep staring at? You're sure acting awful nervous. Just what are you driving at, Jesse? Never mind all that. We're all edgy. Come on. Bonnie. I'm coming. Keep your shirt on. The outlaws separate and take their places, while the marshal watches them in plain sight from just a few yards away. Get ready, Hank. Here comes the decoy. Okay, that's the signal. The other coach will be along any second. Hey, blow now! Oh! Right there! There's a stick-up! Suddenly, the marshal and his men shoot Butch Cassidy and Pete full of lead. Something ain't right here, Jesse. Yeah, I think we better skedaddle. Let's make for the horses. Too late, Jesse James! <laughs> Look, I out, Jesse. Lonnie's got a gun. Hank shoves Jesse James out of Lonnie's gun. Oh. And takes a slug in the shoulder for his head. Lonnie, you stinking polecat, come back here. Oh, Jesse, this hurts worse.
worse than the time I stubbed my toe or the time that I cut my little finger and, and the... Hush now, Hank. Save your breath. Let's get on our horses and ride out of here. <coughs> While the two desperados gallop away, Marshal McPhee discusses what's to be done next. Well, that's the end of the Wild Bunch. Ain't Lonnie one of them? Not anymore, he's not. That's right. I'm reformed, ain't I, Marshal? I tried to kill Jesse James. Jesse James? Weren't he hit by a gator near Miami? I guess not. Well, you all take these bodies back into town and make sure they get their last rites. I'm going to go after Jesse James and his partner. I'm with you, Marshal. Boy, you really want this reward money, don't you? You bet I do. And I want to look Jesse James in the eye before I shoot him. Now that's a switch. Nobody ever thought you were the type to shoot someone from the front. Later, Jesse and Hank ride up on the homeless Lopez family who are camping out in the boonies. Howdy, folks. Don't worry. We mean you no harm. My friend's sick and needs to rest. Might we hook up with y'all a spell? Si, senor. Much obliged. Your friend's not sick. He's been shot. Well, see, he was cleaning his rifle and he shot himself. And then he got sick. I had better have a look. Oh, this is very bad. This bullet must come out right away. There are doctors in Prescott. We can't go into any towns. It is okay. You don't need to pretend with me. I could tell by your black hat and by your handlebar mustache that you're a very bad man. Probably wanted by the Federales. Husband, he looks like Jesse James. No, Mama. Jesse James died in Tijuana from bad tequila. I think your friend is dying. Dying? Well, we got to do something fast. There are doctors in our village. We will take him there. No! The mission is a cursed place. Francisco never returned from there, and neither will you. I forbid you to go. But, Papa, I am 35 years old. I can do as I please. I forbid it. In that case, I am sorry. I cannot help your friend, senor. Until Mama and Papa are asleep, then we sneak away, eh? Funny how in the movies, critical means when you get around to it. Anyway. Later that night, under the cover of the 4 p.m. sun, Juanita, Jesse James, and Hank, who is now miraculously fully conscious and able to walk, sneak out of camp and head for the Frankenstein mission. Well, Hank's back to being nearly dead, and he keeps trying to fall off his horse, so we best stop and camp a spell. God, he weighs a ton. I'll just set him under this tree. Juanita, you can tend to his wounds. I'll go see if I can shoot a varmint for dinner. Now, stay close. I won't be gone too long. Hurry back, Jesse. How are you feeling, Hank? Oh, it hurts. <sighs> you rest. I will go to the creek and get some water. La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-
with my own knife. So long, Jesse James. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, you saved my life. I've Just then, Indian warriors thunder by on horseback. Let's, let's see. Where were we? Oh, yes. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, you have saved my life. Followed hot on their heels by the cavalry. Okay, let's try this again. Oh, Yesi, Yesi, you have saved my life. And I... then, a herd of wild buffalo that took a wrong turn in Dodge City. Okay, one more time. Oh, Yesi, Yesi, you have saved my life. I love you. Wait. We best get back to Hank. We can kiss there. Back at Camp Lopez. Howdy, folks. I'm Marshal McPhee, and this here is Lonnie Cassidy. We're looking for some outlaws. We see no one, sir. Oh, okay. Sheriff, look! Silver dollars! They must have been left by Jesse James. Were they, senor? See, but I did not ask for them. Well, you can keep them. Jesse James is one who robbed from the rich and gave to the poor. But, Marshal... We want Jesse, not his money. Come on. Later that day. Finally, we have arrived at my village. The Frankensteins occupy that mission on top of the cliff. Are you talking about that giant painted backdrop at the far end of the street? See, si. I will wait here for you to return, my handlebar-mustached burrito. Here's a rifle in case you need to shoot someone while I'm gone. Bye now. Yes? Are you Dr. Frankenstein? Uh, Frankenstein. Whatever. Are you a doctor? Yeah, my brother and I are both doctors. Won't you come in? What's wrong with your large friend there? Uh, he shot himself cleaning his rifle. Oh. Of course he did. Bring him to the laboratory and lay him on the table. But you must wait in the other room while we examine him. Well, how about I go stable the horses? Yeah, good. I'll be right back. Shot himself? It's obviously a lie. So much the better. This man is a marvelous specimen. He's as big as a giant. They must be outlaws, or else they would have went elsewhere. Truly, the heavens are smiling on us. Oh, this wound is bad, and get it infected. Nonsense. He's probably got the constitution of a horse. He'll be just fine. Get to work on removing the oh, bullet. Jesse, Jesse, oh, Jesse. Whom are you calling for? Jesse James, don't, don't leave without me, Jesse. Jesse James, did you hear that, Rudolph? Uh, Jesse James, but I thought he'd been murdered near Munich. Half the country must be looking for these two. Oh, what a fine subject this one will make. And as for Jesse James, well, I have plans for him, too. Meanwhile, Marshal McPhee and Monty Cassidy follow Jesse's trail straight to the doorstep of Juanita Lopez. Yes? Howdy, ma'am. I'm Marshal McPhee, and this here is Lonnie Cassidy. We're pursuing two fugitives. One of them might be shot up. He was a big, tall man. The other one was shorter and real thin. Have you seen them? No, senor. I have not seen them. Okay, thanks. But, Marshal, there's a rifle that I saw Jesse use. Is that true, senorita? See, si, but I did not ask for it. Well, keep it then. Jesse always robbed from the rich and gave to the poor. But, Marshal... We want Jesse James, not his guns. Come on. Back at Mission Frankenstein, Maria and Jesse have a little chat. Your friend will recover, Mr. Uh... Howard. Yes, Mr. Howard. That's Howard. Whatever. How is it you knew of us? Juanita Lopez told me who you were. And what else did she tell you about us? Nothing else. Should she have? No, I suppose not. I bet you wonder why my brother and I live in this abandoned mission. Hmm, no, not really. I will tell you why. 
We like to experiment with electricity produced from lightning strikes. This old mission is big enough to house all of our special equipment. Must get kind of lonely like up here in this monastery. Oh, you have no idea. Speaking of companionship, why don't you and your friend stay here with us until he has recovered? Sounds good to me. Please, don't get up. I'll attend to it. Howdy, ma'am. I'm Marshal McPhee, and this is Lonnie Cassidy. We're looking for a couple of outlaws. You seen anyone suspicious lately? Nine. Nobody's been here. Much obliged. Bye now. But, Marshal, th there's two horses that I saw Jesse and Hank riding stabled at the far end of this mission. Is that true, ma'am? Yeah, but I did not ask for them. Well, keep them then. Jesse always robbed from the rich and gave to the poorer rich. But, Marshal! We want Jesse, not his horses. Besides, that means he's on foot. Easier to catch. Come on. Auf Wiedersehen, Marshal. Maria quickly returns to the laboratory. How is he? He's lost a lot of ketchup. Oh, uh, blood. Uh, but he'll pull through, just as you predicted. Wonderful. I can't wait to get started on him. Oh, we don't need more death on our consciences, Maria. Don't be an imbecile. If we turn him over to the law, they'll be killed anyway. I want you to go to the village and bring back Juanita Lopez to assist us. What sense does that make? We killed her brother. She will not help us. Rudolph, dear brother, we're in a B-movie. We needn't make any sense at all. Now go. All right. But I'm tired of the killing. What a poopy schweinhund. Hank. Hank. I can't wait to manipulate your wonderful, wonderful rock-hard body and make you do my every whim. <laughs> Early the next morning, Hank Tracy opens his eyes to find Juanita watching over him. Buenos dias. How do you feel? Better now, thanks to you. You've sure been awful kind to me, Juanita. Ain't nobody ever done what you've done for me. Well, Except maybe Jesse and maybe my mama. I then understand. There, there was that time Auntie Mabel nursed me. I understand. Then I can't forget them twin farmer daughters in Minnesota. I understand, Hank. When I get better, will you come live with me? I love you, Juanita. No, I cannot. I do not love you, Hank. I love Jesse. One day, the Frankensteins will be gone, and I must be here when my people return. Oh, all right, shucks. Later that night, Juanita and Jesse take a romantic moonlit stroll through the graveyard behind Mission Frankenstein. Today, Hank asked me to come with him when you leave. Don't you want me to come with you? It's not that simple. I'm Jesse James. I'm an outlaw, a dangerous man, a loner. I'm a killing, fighting, drinking gunslinger. I go through women like bullets in a bar fight. When the day ends, I gotta ride into the sunset alone. Then, you do not love me. I, I, uh, all right, I love you. And I want you to come with me. Kiss me. I cannot come with you. Well, if that isn't just like a woman, doggone it. Do not be angry. I must stay here and wait for my people to return. But you made me say the L word. I had to know that you love me like I love you. One day, perhaps when the sequel is made, we will be together again. I will wait for you, my love. But for now, you should get Hank out of here. The Frankensteins are evil. They will destroy you both if you are not careful. Jesse! Jesse! Uh, we're over here by Francisco's grave. I'll talk to you later, Jesse. Bye. It was a little stuffy inside, so we came out here for a little fresh air. So, I see. How soon will it be before Hank can travel? We need to be on our way. Mm, 
I came to talk to you about that very thing. Hank is incredibly strong, and he's recovering superbly, even better than I anticipated. Great. We can't thank you enough for the help you've been to us. Oh, but yes, you can. How so? Stay with me. I'm so lonely. My brother Rudolph is weak and old. I yearn for someone like you, someone powerful, someone virile, and someone who can share in my bloodlust. Soon I will complete an experiment that will make me a mortal god. I will give birth to my own kingdom right here next to Mexico, and I need someone to rule with. You are that person. I want you. I need you. Oh, Jesse. As soon as Hank's feet can hit the floor, we're out of here. Oh, you ungrateful wretch! And I wore my best black outfit too, men. Oh! After making a German spectacle of herself, the next evening Maria gives Rudolph a sealed envelope. What's this? You are to give this to Mister Howard. Howard. Whatever. And tell him it's a prescription for Hank. And we need him to ride to Shelby as fast as he can to retrieve the medicine. But Hank is doing well, and Juanita knows it. Juanita sees Jesse every day and、uh, every night, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, how could he refuse me for that ignorant peasant girl? You're jealous. <laughs> so the great Maria Frankenstein is human after all. <laughs> Shut up and do as I say. What's really in the envelope? It's a note saying that the bearer is actually Jesse James. No. Yes. You mustn't. I must. Nobody turns Maria Frankenstein down and lives to brag about it. Now, do as I instructed, and I will keep Juanita occupied. As Jesse James rides out, storm clouds gather over Mission Frankenstein. Hurry, Rudolph! You must finish shaving Hank's head. The electrical storm approaches. Just about there. His head is as bald as his chest now.、Uh, Maria, are you sure you want to continue this insane experiment? Of course I am. He will be our crowning achievement. But what of Jesse James? If he finds out what we've done to his friend, he will kill us both. Jesse James is even now approaching his demise in Shelby. We've seen the last of him. Now, continue with the operation. I'll activate our last pickled brain. Maria pops the lid on their last jar of pickled brain, and pours activation crystals, which bear a striking resemblance to rock salt, around the rubbery bread brain floating in Kool-Aid, and the brain develops a pulse. Brains pulse. The pickled brain. It lives again. <laughs> Meanwhile, Juanita is awakened by creepy music crescendos. Oh, I had a terrible dream that Hank was in trouble. I should go check it out. Juanita, who apparently sleeps fully clothed and never takes her shoes off, dashes out the door. By the time Juanita steals a glance into the laboratory, Hank Tracy has been brain switched and his head sewn up like a freakish pigskin football. Rudolph, put the transfer helmet on him. I've got the other one ready to go. It's time to give a creation a new life. Throw the switch! Don't do it, Maria. We mustn't tamper with the laws of God. Throw the switch! Listen to me. My name is Maria Frankenstein. I am your creator. Our minds are one. Your will is my will. You are no longer Hank Tracy. You are now Frankenstein. You will obey me. You will do my biddings. I command you to arise, arise, Hankenstein, arise, live, live, live. <laughs>
Rudolph, get me 30 cc's of the heart serum. We must save him. Let him go. This instant, Rudolph. Rudolph obediently goes to the medicine chest and once again fills a syringe full of poison from a large flask with a skull and crossbones on its front. Quickly, Rudolph, quickly! Give it to me. No, I've got it. Stand aside. Give me the needle. Nine. What are you up to, Rudolph? What have you put in that syringe? Just then, Maria notices the poison sitting on the counter. It was you all along, Rudolph. It was you ruining my experiments and poisoning the children so I couldn't reanimate them. Someone has to stop you. You're insane. The culmination of years of sibling rivalry comes to a pimply head. Wiedersehen, dear brother. I have a new playmate. What a marvelous muscled creature you are, Hankenstein. We shall be very happy together. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jesse James waits in the pharmacy, just like everyone else. I wonder what's taken him so long. It's because the nervous Nelly pharmacist has run across the street to the marshal's office. Oh boy, where's the marshal, honey? Out looking for Jesse James. They left me in charge. What's the problem, old man? Who's that man you're looking for? Jesse James. He's in my store. In my store now. What? Yes, he came in with this note in an envelope. The bearer of this note is Jesse James, outlaw and murderer. There's a considerable price on his head. Get help. Well, if that don't beat all, you get back to the shop, old man, and act like nothing's happened. Make him up something and keep him stalled until I get there. Lonnie Cassidy tries to put a drop on Jesse James by cleverly sneaking in the same door Jesse is staring at. <laughs> Needless to say. You got me. I've been set up. Oh, boy. And Jesse rides like the wind toward Mission Frankenstein. <laughs> Along the way, Jesse meets up with Juanita. <laughs> oh, Jesse. Jesse. I came to warn you. Don't go back to the Frankenstein. What happened? Is Hank okay? No, no. It is terrible what they've done. Hank isn't Hank anymore. Well, who is he? He's a Hankenstein. And if you go back, she will do the same thing to you. I've got to save my friend. Then I will find Marshal McPhee and tell him what is going on. I'd rather see you hang than see you butchered by the Frankensteins. Oh, darling, you care so much. I love you, Jesse James. And I love you, my sweet Chalupa. Back at the mission. Rest in peace, dear Rudolph. Maria lovingly watches her Hankenstein use a shovel with one hand to finish patting the dirt on a fresh grave. Oh, such strength. <laughs> <laughs> and shirtless, too. <laughs> Come, Hankenstein, back into the house. Someone is coming this way. Jesse James, let me in this instant. This is a surprise. Where's Hank? What have you done with him? He left with Rudolph. You set me up. Tell me where Hank is or I'll choke it out of you. Hankenstein, help! 
help! Uh, kill Jesse! Oh my god, Hank! You're a monster! Now bring him into the laboratory and let's get him strapped to the table before he wakes up. Do not bite or restrain, Jesse James. It's useless. I have given you a shot that should start working any second now. You will go to sleep. And when you awake, you will be a whole new man. <laughs> I have won. We could have ruled this village together as equals, as outlaws. But you decided to reject me for that silly peasant girl, Juanita. Now you will pay for your mistakes. Pleasant dreams, Jesse James. Interruptions, interruptions, coming. Marshal McPhee. I've been told Jesse James and Hank Tracy are here. Uh, no, you are mistaken. Goodbye. Not so quick, Frankenstein. I'm going to look around. Very well. Come in. Check the laboratory first. I think you'll find it most interesting. Mercy, it's Jesse. It took me the whole movie, but I finally caught up with him. I always get my... Ah, kill, Marsha. Oh, good boy, Hunkenstein. Drag his body into the other room. Just then, Juanita rushes into the scene. Jesse, Jesse, wake up, Jesse. What have you done to him, Maria Frankenstein? I will kill you for it. Oh, I think not. Oh, Hunkenstein... We have someone else for you to dispose of. <laughs> Kill Juanita Lopez. Kill her, Hankenstein. Kill her. Juanita. Juanita. Kill. Kill. No, Hank. No. Please. Don't you remember me? You love me, Hank. Remember? Suddenly, Hankenstein is flooded with sweet memories of Juanita. Kill. Frankenstein! He grabs Maria by the throat no. and lifts her completely Kill. off the floor. Kill Juanita! Not me! Juanita oh. oh. frees and revives Jesse James. Kill. Easy there, Hank. Kill. I'm your friend. You remember Kill. me, right? Jesse James, friend. Hank? Okay, Hank. That's far enough. Come any closer and I'm going to have to hurt you. It's good B-movie action. Look out, Jesse. Man, a hairless breast, a beast, a Frankenstein, lock arms in a struggle for survival. Juanita? Jesse! Juanita frantically stands still as Jesse's gun lays at her feet. Get the gun! What? Get the gun! Get the gun? I cannot leave you, my burrito. Bang, bang, the bang, bang, your feet. Bang, my feet? How will that help? Shoot feet, shoot feet. Oh, you're gone at my feet. Oh, that hurt. Juanita, We find Jesse and Juanita standing beside a huge, fresh mound of dirt that is Hankenstein's grave. You have saved our village, Jesse. Don't worry, nothing. I will wait for you, Jesse. But they might not make a sequel. Then I will wait forever. Or we could always meet again on late night cable. Dagnabbit, there's that music again. 
Do you hear it too? Yep, been hearing it off and on during the whole dang show. Sorry. Where will you go now? Well, I'm going to ride north and hook up with Billy the Kid. We got unfinished business in Transylvania with this fancy pants city slicker named Count Dracula. So long, my hot little chalupa. Vaya con Dios, yes, James. Vaya con Dios, Juanita. And I love you. What a movie. Romance, gunfights, brain transplants, monsters and ketchup. Uh, blood. <laughs> Who could ask for anything more? I could. And what would you ask for? A better script? Then meet me in the dungeon. I want to discuss ideas for an alternate ending to that little western opus you've been working on. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Good night, folks. And good cheese. <coughs> Vigor, where are you going? Come back here. I'm on the boat to be with you. Do you like thrillers, action, adventure, mystery, crime drama? Well, you're in luck, because here on the Mutual Audio Network, we have Thursday Thrillers. You can subscribe and have a dose of adrenaline-pumping audio every Thursday from your favorite podcast player. Get it here now. This is the Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>